You're listening to The Journey Podcast. Have you ever wondered about the incredible resilience of individuals who have triumphed over unimaginable trauma and illness? Stay tuned for an incredible episode where we explore more. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end. This is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. In this powerful episode, we embark on an inspiring journey of triumph over trauma alongside our guest, a life coach and cancer survivor. With unwavering resilience, she shares her deeply personal story of survival and transformation, offering profound insights into the harrowing experience of battling cancer and the remarkable journey of rebuilding her identity after. As we delve into her extraordinary narrative, we uncover the profound wisdom and strength that arose from her cancer survival. Together, we explore the transformative power of adversity and the ways in which it can lead to profound personal growth and self-discovery. This episode invites us all to reflect on the possibilities of recreating our lives after life-altering experiences, offering hope and inspiration for anyone facing their own challenges. Natalie Rita is a certified transformational life coach, master NLP practitioner, master clinical hypnotherapist, stage 4 cancer survivor, and busy mom to a rambunctious toddler and a newborn. Natalie fuses her personal experiences and extensive training to guide and empower women on transformative healing journeys, where they conquer stress and anxiety and develop a positive mindset to not only thrive in the face of adversity, but to also create lives they adore. Here is my interview with Natalie Rita. Hi, Natalie. It's so great to have you on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to getting to chat with you because triumph over trauma is such an important space for holistic healing. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And do you want to start off telling us a little bit about yourself and your story and where you came from and what you do now? Yes, I'd love to. My holistic healing journey actually started from a cancer diagnosis. I was diagnosed with cancer completely out of the blue in December 2017. I was just 31 years old and it was four months before my wedding and it really caught me off guard. It really kind of threw all of my plans out of the window. I was not mentally or emotionally prepared to be able to deal with a cancer diagnosis. I kind of shut down actually a little bit. I really just didn't know how to cope. And six months after my diagnosis, I had another surgery. And unfortunately, due to complications from surgery, I had to go back in and have emergency surgery. And I woke up quarantined in a hospital room alone by myself. And the doctor came in and they said, we're really sorry, you've got a septic abscess and a one in a million reaction to a painkiller I was taking, which completely destroyed my immune system. So the doctor was like, you are probably going to die. 
there's nothing we can do. We can make you comfortable, but if you don't have an immune system, there's nothing we can do. And I couldn't believe it. I really, after battling cancer and having surgery for six months and chemo and everything, there I was on my deathbed from something completely unrelated. And it was devastating. I mean, you can imagine how awful that was. I planned my funeral with my mom and asked to be buried in the big wedding dress that I was never going to get to wear. And the interesting thing is actually from that moment of talking about my eulogy and what was going to be included, I was like, I still got so much life to live. This cannot be it. Actually, that was really the turning point for me where I was like, okay, if I want to live, then I have to do everything within my power to do so. And that's kind of what started me on this journey of holistic healing. Because the next day I woke up and I said, Doctor, right, well, I've decided I'm going to live. <laughs> and that's it. And obviously, here I am today. It's 2023. So I survived that. And I unfortunately had another reoccurrence of cancer. So then I was stage four. But because I had started this holistic journey, I was in a much better place to be able to cope with that. So I did everything you can imagine. I did art therapy, dance therapy, meditation, hypnotherapy, journaling, affirmations, anything and everything. And it's so powerful. And I hadn't realized the mind-body connection, how important that is to your recovery and how we as people play a huge role in our own recoveries and how we interpret what we're going through. So that's just a little bit about me in a nutshell. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with us and what a journey that has been for you. And I am so thankful that you're here today to talk to us about what happened and coming through that cancer journey to today and deciding that you were going to live. So, wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I imagine that in addition to the mind-body connection, you probably learned a lot of things on your cancer journey also outside of that. And some of those things you might use today and when you work with your clients. So what are some of those things that, that you learned on your cancer journey? So my biggest takeaway is that we cannot control what happens to us. The only thing we can control is how we react to it. And that's where your power lies. That really is so important because your tomorrow is not guaranteed. I mean, just because I had cancer did not mean that I was going to die before someone else. And it kind of took that near-death experience for me to realize that, like, sounds morbid, but I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, when you realize that and how precious life is, you start making decisions from a different place because you want to live but how many of us actually are living truly, authentically, doing the things that we want to do without pressure from society making us make this decision or because of fear of judgment or just fear of it not working out? Like fear can hold us back from so much. And actually dealing with cancer, the fear of reoccurrence and death is actually what stops people from moving forward. And we can't control that. But if we can control how we react to it, it completely changes how we look at the world. And I definitely feel like I'm happy and healthier now. And I'm four years, no evidence of disease. Looking forward to that five-year mark when I hit official remission. And that's the biggest thing that I work with my clients is that mindset of reframing that negative so that we can look at things from a place of gratitude and joy and abundance. And it can start with something small like 
changing the words you use. For example, I have to have chemotherapy. That's a burden. That is something that you have to do against your will. And chemo is awful. But by saying the words I have to, you're making it even worse. But if you just change those words from I have to to I get to, that completely changes your perspective and your outlook. Like, I get to have life-saving treatment. How amazing is that? And just making small changes in the words that we use and being mindful of how we talk about things can really empower us and make us experience the world differently. And that's that's everything that I do with Triumph Over Trauma. It's all about the small steps that change your life. Yeah, yeah, that's really great insight. And how do you work with that fear that comes up? Because in a cancer journey, I would imagine that that fear actually is life or death. I mean, you are mm -hmm. fearing that you will die. Maybe for some other clients, it's a fear of moving forward, a fear of failure, a fear of losing everything they've built up or their family. So different kinds of fears. But how do you start working and accepting that fear and, and still moving past that? The biggest thing is actually acknowledging it because what most of us do when we have that fear, we push it down and it connects then with anxiety. We start to feel really stressed and really anxious and we don't know how to confront that. And so we push it down and we push it down and we push it down. But we put on this mask of positivity because we want to show everyone else that we're fine and we're okay and we're doing this and we're trying to convince ourselves that we're okay. But because we've pushed this fear and this anxiety down, it festers there in the dark and it actually grows into something huge and gigantic that is really hard to deal with. And that just becomes like this black hole that can pull you down into depression. So what I recommend doing, and this is from my own experience of planning my own funeral and talking about my eulogy, is I bring it out to the surface in a safe space where we can talk about it. I'm like, okay. If your brain is playing this what if game where every negative thing and every negative scenario is being played out, then let's talk that through. Let's bring that out into the open because your brain is doing that for a reason. It's trying to protect you. Like there is a purpose behind that. It's trying to say, hey, this is scary for us. We don't know how to cope with it. So let's play out how that could happen. So I allow that to come up and allow that space. And by doing that, it makes the fear seem less scary because you're like, hey, I see you and I acknowledge you. I understand that it's scary, but it's okay. We're still here. And the fear of death, unfortunately, like we're all going to die at some point, but most of us don't actually face our own mortality. So I work with people so that they can see it as a gift because now we can look at life and say, hey, How do I live my life for however long I've got the way that I want to, the way that I was meant to? And that is so important. Yeah, it becomes a catalyst also in a way of moving you maybe from just accepting what's happening mm -hmm. and then just being on autopilot to becoming the cause and actually taking responsibility and saying, well, I want to change things and I want to live a life that fulfills me because... Not because I might die tomorrow, although that may be the case, but because there is an infinite time and there is not that we can put it off forever. So why not take charge of that now? What an interesting perspective that changes to when you have experiences like yourself that 
really make it clear that we are not immortal and that there is finite time in our lives. Exactly. Exactly. And I think one of the activities I do with people is I actually get them to plan their eulogy. And that is a very, very confronting and intensive exercise. But it is amazing when you put down pen to paper, when you're like, huh, I haven't lived the life that I've always wanted to live. Like what is holding me back? And suddenly the fear of judgment or the fear of failing or whatever it is pales in comparison to this desire that you have for something more. And I do believe that we are all meant for something more. We all have a purpose and a passion and a drive that maybe has just been buried under our everyday lives. And reconnecting with that is powerful. And it's like you have this little spark of life that you've then just fanned the flames and they can just take you to a completely different place. Yeah. And I guess the important thing is that we don't wait until we have a life and death situation on our hands, but that we take steps in the direction of that before. And while we're healthy and while we can focus on that and we have the time and space to do that. So, yeah. You also mentioned before that you're a big fan about harnessing the power of the subconscious mind when we talked before. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you found that maybe during your cancer journey or after and how you apply that in working with your clients? Yeah, the subconscious mind is so powerful. So studies have shown that like 95% of our decisions and our actions and our behaviors actually comes from the subconscious mind. So I always like to think of it as like if you imagine your mind like a tree Your conscious mind is the branches and everything like that. And your subconscious is the root system underneath that just spans out. And so everything that you do is based within that. Your experiences, your memories, your trauma, everything that you learned from your childhood, your limiting beliefs, they all sit in your subconscious. By using techniques like neuro-linguistic programming and my favorite, which is hypnotherapy, we can actually dive straight to the root of the problem and reprogram your neural pathways to have a more positive outlook. What that means, like a practical application, for example, you'll be amazed how many people who are going through cancer who do not prioritize their own self-care. Like they don't. They don't eat healthily. They are not meditating or going for walks or doing the work that they need to do to make their journey more bearable. And a lot of that actually stems from a limiting belief that they've had about their own self-worth. If we can dive into the root of the problem and be like, hey, actually, I am enough. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I deserve to be happy. I am taking care of myself. And we do that at the root cause. It creates this rapid mental and emotional shift. And it is so magical to watch. Because talking therapy, while it's beneficial, takes so much time. Where we're working with hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic programming, it's so rapid. It's absolutely amazing. And in my own journey, I actually had a friend of mine do an NLP session for me. And it was phenomenal. It blew my mind because I went to hospital and I walked past the room that I got my cancer diagnosis in. And not only was I not triggered and falling into this ball of mess, like crying and being stressed and overwhelmed and anxious, I didn't have any of that. In fact, I felt gratitude because I'm like, this is where they found my cancer. This is where my healing journey began. If they hadn't have found it, I would not be here today. 
And scanxiety is such a huge part of a cancer recovery. I actually have another MRI in a couple of weeks and I'm not a ball of mess. Like I'm really not experiencing that because I have this coping strategy, because I recognize that this is for my health. This is for my benefit. And yeah, I think when you're going through something traumatic, to be able to experience rapid emotional mental healing is what everybody wants, right? We don't want to spend years and years and years in therapy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm fascinated also by NLP and hypnotherapy because of the power of the subconscious mind. Like you said, this is such an empowering approach for people also because Mm -hmm. they can actually experience that transformation and that healing in a fairly short amount of time. So I'm a big fan of that. And does that help also when cancer survivors, for example, are experiencing that kind of stress and anxiety that you're talking about, about the future, about actually building a life because they have come into a healing journey. They may be in remission, but now they have to really decide what are we going to do with our lives? And can these techniques help them with that stress and anxiety as well? Or are there other things that you use in addition to that? For sure, that actually, when you have finished treatment, when everybody thinks you are getting your life back and you're fine now, you've over it, you've beat cancer, that is actually what nobody measure for. That's when the PTSD from cancer really kicks in because you've gone from having treatment and seeing your doctors to all of a sudden being sent on your merry way and being told, hey, we'll see you in three months' time. And that's when you're all of a sudden you're like, well, what happens next? I've got three months until my next scan. How do I live my life? What does that look like? How do I cope with everything that I've just experienced? So NLP and hypnotherapy can definitely help with that. One of my favorite things to use, the modalities that I use is actually EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, which for those of you who don't know what that is, that is tapping. And interestingly enough, it's one of the only alternative medicine techniques recommended for war veterans with PTSD. It is that powerful. And what that does is it basically says any negative emotions or anything that you are feeling, you're holding in your body. And that's blocking your energy. And by tapping it out and acknowledging that problem, for example, even though I'm afraid of the cancer returning, I love and accept myself. And you tap these acupressure points on your body and you're releasing that fear. And as you're doing it, other things might come up like, even though I'm angry, I love and accept myself. And so as you go through all these different points that you're tapping, you're unleashing all of these different emotions that are connected together, jumbled up in your subconscious. And you're acknowledging it, releasing it, and then reprogramming something beautiful. And that is powerful because within like EFT can be as quick as like 15 minutes and the change in your body, your physiology, how you feel is so rapid. And it's fantastic because you don't have to dive into the trauma. You can just acknowledge it and release that feeling. And it is intensive. It is a lot. But when you come out of the other side, it's like waving a magic wand, honestly. It's so amazing. Wow. I imagine there's a lot to unpack, especially like you said, after you've gone through the treatment, because you're busy focusing on schedules and appointments and getting things done. And all of a sudden, there's that hole of what do I do now? So 
Do you help your clients also fill that space then after they've gone through treatment and they are moving on with their lives and now they have to figure out like who they are and what they even want? So do you guide them on that journey as well to now find out what it is that they want to fill that time with? I do. I do. I think it's the power of having a goal and a dream and a vision because when you have something to work towards, First of all, that sends a really powerful message to your body and to your mind and to the universe and whatever's out there like, hey, I'm still planning on being around. I've got stuff to get done. But having something that drives you forward is amazing because most of us know what we don't want. We're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have this. What our brain hears is like, oh, you want this? Great. More of the same. So actually, by having a goal and working towards that, that's really powerful. So we work together to find what their passions are. Where do they want to be? Where do they want to go? Because perhaps after having cancer, you've finished treatment and you've gone back to work in the corporate world or whatever it is that you're doing. And you're like, huh, this is not fulfilling me in the same way. It doesn't have the same meaning to me. And you've already experienced like a loss of identity by being a cancer patient and survivor. You don't know how to describe yourself now. And then you go back to work, which before was probably a very safe space. And now you're like, huh, I'm not enjoying that either. Who am I? What do I want to do? It can be really overwhelming. So just by talking it out, journaling, vision boarding, I also do a passion board where we pull out all of those dreams, those hopes, those desires, those things that we enjoyed when we were kids. And I'm like, there is no dream too big. The only thing that stops you is the limitations you put on yourself. Like anything is possible. And I think like somewhere along the way in our adulthood, we lose that joy and that spark of, I could do this. And we play this negative what if game of what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? What if it goes right? And by having a vision and a dream, that's when we can start having concrete goals. That's when we can use that smart goal system of like, okay, Is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? Do we have the resources to do it? What's the timeline? Then we can start breaking it down into actionable steps. And the more small steps that we take, the more we achieve. It's amazing. And we celebrate the wins along the way. I think that is key. So many of us are like, oh, well, I've still got so much to do. I'm like, no, stop that. Like, celebrate this little moment. Like, for me, when I almost died, And I started my recovery, getting out of bed, that was a win. Walking to the door, that was a win. Yes, I had to have a wheelchair (laughs) for ages, but I still could get up and walk just a few meters. But I celebrated every step of that way. And then the next thing I know, I'm walking around the garden. And that's the important thing. We have this mountain to climb And we can get so bogged down with looking at the peak, which can seem so far away that it can feel so overwhelming. But all we need to do is focus on the steps that we're taking and to look back behind us and be like, huh, look how far I've come. And that is what fuels you for that next step. And life is exciting, right? Like it's exciting as you want it to be. Yeah. It's so empowering also when you talk about that for celebrating the small wins and looking out for the goals and for your passions that you want to implement in your life then after the cancer treatment has finished. So, so empowering for people to come down that road. And I am glad that you're offering the support and the services 
to cancer survivors, because as you said, it sounds like a very overwhelming and stressful and a very anxious time when you're coming through that. So yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about what you offer to cancer survivors, how you work with them, how people can get a hold of you if they found this episode aligned with them and they'd like to know more about you? What can they do and what do you offer? I'd love to. So I am on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Natalie underscore Life Coaching. And I share my top tips, my story, my book recommendations, everything like that. But if you have been through cancer and you're on the other side and you're thinking, okay, what comes now? I don't know who I am. I don't know where I want to go. Or you're feeling unfulfilled or anxious and stressed and you want someone to guide you and walk through every step of the way and provide real life practical coping strategies and be able to experience rapid emotional and mental healing so that you can create a life that you love, then my program Freedom to Thrive is for you. It is a 24-week program and within that we'll work through the six healing pillars, which is all about, first of all, gaining clarity on where you are and what you want to achieve so we can create this recovery roadmap. But it's also about things like self-love revolution, learning to love your body again, your scars and how you feel about your body energizing you. It's all about thriving connections and actually finding a goal and a meaning and a vision. So we'll work through all of that within that program, not just with me as well. You will have 10 one-on-one sessions with me through that six-month period. But I also have guest experts coming on in things like nutrition. I have this amazing lady who also is a breast cancer survivor who's got this amazing rainbow diet to help you get the nutrition that you need. And I've also got a Pilates expert so that you can start moving your body. And I have a wonderful guest expert on the spirituality side of things as well. So I'm pulling in all of these different resources to create this collaborative program. And there would be an access then to a membership portal where you would have all of that additional support every month, including like a gratitude journal and meditations and hypnotherapy audios which is then lifetime access and it's just going to grow and evolve with you so I'm so excited about this it's been a long time coming I've been really working behind the scenes to build this together so that is my massive program for cancer survivors. Amazing it sounds like a wonderful space that you have created for people to come into and continue their healing journey with you And also take that empowering step to find out what they want to do with their future and with their lives. So well done. And thank you for sharing that with the listeners. And we will, of course, be linking to all of Natalie's offerings in the show notes as well. So you can check there for the links to her website and to her programs and to her socials. We'll be sure to link all of that for you in there. Well, this has been another incredible episode, and I really hope our listeners have enjoyed our journey and to triumph over trauma as much as I have. It has been wonderful chatting with you today on the podcast, Natalie, and thank you so much for all this wisdom and insight and this beautiful energy that you brought to our interview today. I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah, amazing. Take really good care of yourself, Natalie, and we'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please support us by subscribing, sharing on social media and leaving us a review. We appreciate you. And you can find more of The Journey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and our website, thejourney.com. 
Sending you love and courage and see you next time. <laughs>